Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Startup Diary podcast. We had a listener comment on our Facebook live feed about how do I find the right business idea? Me and Harry go through some concepts that will then lead on to how you validate it. Enjoy. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 304 of the Startup Diary. I am Harrison Mudge and I'm with my co-host adam callow who's nodding because you've brought good mm. energy considering mm. it's a monday I know, it morning hurt. it hurt when you said should we do monday instead of like Ooh, go on then. gotta do it <laughs> guys if this is the first time you're joining us for this podcast this is where me and harry jump on the mics and share what it's truly like to build a business I'm the CEO of a 12-person company. We've gone from consulting to bootstrap to seed funding to raising some venture capital, and we make mistakes every single day. This podcast is so you can avoid the same mistakes we make. Harry. Adam. So you look at some notes. Have you got a screen in front of you, mate? I've got two screens in front of me. I'm all screened up. There we go. So you've got some notes because we're coming a bit prepared today Mm. because last Monday, we actually did a live stream. It was good fun. It was really good fun. It was good to get Frank on. Frank was like the star of the show at that point. So Frank is Harry's French bulldog. My uh, son. Your son. <laughs> and during that, we wanted to basically say thank you to the listeners of the show. We've got an amazing community. If you're on Facebook, head over, search for Startup Diary Club, join the community there. And we just passed the 300 episode milestone. We wanted to make sure that we we were producing the right shows moving forward. So we had a really good sort of uh, live stream, 30, 45 minutes, bit of Q&A with the community. Mm-hmm. And there was loads of things that came out of it in terms of the stuff that we would potentially find a little bit boring, like doing Facebook training with Cap within the team and just micing that up and talking through the process mm-hmm. of how to create Facebook ads, uh, the sales training that we're doing for our community. Uh, There's loads of examples like that that me and you have thought we should record that. We thought, no, that would be boring. But apparently this is the level of detail we should be getting into yep. on the podcast. So... One of the comments came up, and I thought it was really interesting. So a chap called Lee Woodgate, and Lee's an interesting character. He's actually the voice that you've dropped on at the front of a couple <laughs> of the shows. So Lee's a member of the Expert Trades community also. So uh, that's our core business. Our business is called Expert Trades, and we have a community for trades professionals. Uh, and he popped a question in there. Uh, do you want to read the question, H? Yes, he says... Evening chaps, I would like to learn about where to find a good idea for a new business. For example, do you have a way to brainstorm or some way to find out a new idea to start a business? Hope that makes sense. So when I heard that, I kind of jumped a stage, as Mm. you've seen from the notes that I've made. And I I think that what you did, uh, what you've done is amazing. There's loads of notes and we'll go through that on Wednesday's show. But before we jumped on the mics, this is what I was saying to you is that everyone has the theory, the principle, side business, get a product, sell it, make extra revenue, sweet. We all know that that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. But the hardest part, and this is what Lee's asking, this is what I've asked like myself, and it's like you see it in the four hour work week and things like that, it gives you all these like tips, strategies, and techniques. But what if you don't have the vision to find a product that you can sell, a thing that you can sell and make this extra money? I think that's kind of the first hurdle that people get to. People kind of understand the process that they need to follow, but it's that first step of the thing. What is the thing that I can sell? Makes sense. And and whether we get to sort of the second part of this in this show or a future show, 
the bit that we're now speaking about, I don't have in my notes yeah. because I, I think I, I think I did what I normally did, and I went straight into actually. Now, here's how you strategically validate a business idea. I but, think, I think, I wonder if that's because the first step for you as someone that kind of understands it all and can and can see have the vision, it's probably the thing that you almost overlook. So when someone says, "How do I start? How do I how do I start this little side business?" Whatever, it's like, "Cool, here's the process." Because you've gone to step two, for example, because you you know step one, or you you know how to do step one. It's kind of instinctual almost. Yep. So it's I guess it's how does someone get the vision or where the glasses so help let's, them see? Let's, <laughs> let's talk about the glasses here. Let's get let's get some clarity. Uh, let's actually role play this because this is the only way that I can help. Sure. So you come in, you have a day job, you can be you. Imagine you're trying to exit your boss's company, he's a bit of a dick, he's overworking you, Slave driver you. calls you in Monday mornings early. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, even have a, doesn't even have the coffee on the go when you walk in the door. Uh, and you want to build something, H. Mm. Okay, talk to me. What do you want? I want, to start with at least anyway, I want something on the side that brings me a little more. I'm doing a lot of hours at work. Yep. And then I have the weekends, and but I don't really want to be working. I could work the weekends. I could do extra hours. Yep. Sweet. But I don't want to be doing time for money for the rest of my life. I want something that I can just go in the background. doesn't have to earn gangbusters numbers. doesn't have to be big bucks, but just some extra spend in my back pocket each month would be ideal. But I need, I just, I want some sort of passive income, but I don't know where to start. Cool. So... I think one of the misconceptions with passive income is it can be like a set and forget. So I think one of the things to, to really dial in right now is what is there that you can do or that you enjoy that you would like to do more of? Because regardless of what you want to do on the side, mm. it will always be work, but it feels like what we're trying to do is make it as little work as possible, build up a process that means when you're at your day job, you're in theory potentially still earning money with your side hustle. Is that what I'm hearing? Mm. Yeah. And cool. I feel like you're already taking me down a different route to where my mind was at. Where was your because mind I at? Because I thought I could have something, put it online, and then leave it. And I think that's the biggest like misconception that people have. And that's largely one of the key reasons we started this podcast, age is because people make it sound really easy mm. to start an online business. I think there's this also this fear of I don't I can't run a small business it needs to be venture scale it needs to be big it needs to be impressive everyone in your position needs to think start super small I don't think about the revenue right now think about the thing that you want to create like what do you do right now that is interesting for you to do longer term see I'm a creative so I do video I do photography and I, but I already do that at work as well. No, great. So let's dig into that. So what product? Because it feels like what you need to do is eventually make a product. And it feels like in your day job, you're going through lots of different learnings. So mm. what product can you make using your skills that you do at work on the side? So you use Photoshop, you use, yep. what else are you using? Final Cut. So I could do like, I could do anything from, I suppose, headshots to yep. corporate videos. Cool. Don't like either of those ideas because of what <laughs> no, because of what you said at the beginning. You want to you want to make something. It feels like you've got your day job and you're actually reasonably okay there, mm. but you want to make some extra cash on the side with a product. And I don't want to sort of take you on a different route. I think you should go on a different route, but let's just drill into that because that's probably what a lot of people are thinking. So you use Photoshop and Final Cut. So I've got a bit of experience in this field because I watched someone like Peter McKinnon. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I know that he does is he 
creates content, which is what you do. So imagine what Peter McKinnon does on YouTube as yep. his day job. That's your nine to five. Creates content, monetizes that through YouTube ads. What he also does is he creates products. So using the skills that he does with his cameras, he understands Photoshop and Final Cut and then goes and creates something called LUTs. Mm-hmm. My, my knowledge around LUTs is very small. So can you just educate me and the listeners in terms of what they are? Because I assume you know. Yep. Yep. So a LUT is short for a lookup table. Okay. And it basically it affects uh, the colors on the screen. So it, t- it tells a pixel to be a different color. So when you apply that to an image, it changes what was greens into either anything as simple as darker greens or it could completely flip the color entirely so it just it's like a it's like an instagram filter instagram filter that you can apply to video as well uh yeah you can apply to video photo and like you're saying i could you can in theory you can save as many of those as you want because they're just like presets yep and you could i suppose create a zip file and put that online and sell it i guess that's what peter mckinnon's doing (laughs) that's exactly what peter mckinnon's doing and if and this is the path that we've just Mm. taken you down is yeah I think the key thing for people to listen when they heard that is regardless of what you do, don't try and jump into something brand new right now. Mm. Because in theory, if you've got a day job, you've probably got some skills in something. And if someone asked me this five years ago, seven years ago, I was, I was, and I'm using air quotes, I was just a salesman. Mm-hmm. My version of this would be, I would create an online series of how to sell your products and services. And I would productize that. But then that doesn't mean you put it online and, you, mm. and you're done. You then have to go and do the marketing and you have to go and build the business around it. Yeah. And, like, and like you say, Peter McKinnon is doing that content on YouTube as his nine to five. So yep. he's he's f- fully committed to that as his full-time career as well. So he's doing these extra things to make more money, but his shift has gone from whatever his original day job was, corporate photographer, corporate yep. videographer, to a YouTuber. So onto he, a YouTuber. he's made he's made that shift. Yeah, and he's built up awareness mm. and he's now using that awareness to sell products, which means that when he's sleeping well at night, I think he's in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, then someone can be online buying his product. Does that help you? As in like if this was a real world scenario, yeah. you, this is that's that's a great yeah, example. Yeah, I think I think the key the key thing to take away from that is we've looked at what I do right now, where yeah. I'm at. Um just to go on that for a second is I enjoy what I do. Uh, at work yep. and I'm able to go off of that if if someone was to not really be in a career path that they're necessarily happy with or want to continue any further yep. I guess step one is to find or to look at a hobby that they like and try and make that more of a permanent thing that they do in their life 100% I think there's if you're in a day job right now and you really don't enjoy it mm-hmm. uh, or you're looking for a way out of that industry of that field and you're looking for something new what we just spoke about was look for something adjacent to what you do right now and try and make a product out of yeah, it and that, and that really works it's an, it's an additive and it's it's the same with the podcast it's easier to add to an existing workflow 100%. rather than a completely new one but if you if you take someone that is uh, let's just take you I don't know four years ago yeah on a factory line you wanted to do something else and let's say we didn't we didn't have a role mm-hmm. here in that example as as someone that is dying to get out of their day job but doesn't feel like they have a product or something to do on the side mm-hmm. i don't like that old adage of like find your hobby and make it a business because whatever you do you'll turn your hobby will become a job at the end of the day i tried that with the gym and personal training 100 percent. and why do you think that didn't work because it literally turned what i did for release from work into more work so it was like i was (laughs) i'd leave work to go to work and i 
and maybe it was because of the reasons why I did gym in the first place was for different uh, reasons. But it. Sorry, I know I just sort of cut you off because I was waving at you, but that's the exact point that I wanted to try and make. And you, you probably, I actually completely forgot about that example. Mm. So you were in a job that you wanted to get out of and then you found something and you probably heard something which is make your hobby your business. Yep. And you thought your hobby is being in the gym. So the next, the next natural step for that is, okay, I can become a personal trainer and start charging for that. Mm-hmm. But that sort of killed it for you, didn't it? It was yeah. like, what was it? Just out of curiosity, what was it about it that, that you didn't enjoy? <laughs> um, I think because what I, when I actually think about it, what I really enjoy is being in a gym environment by myself, headphones in, just focusing and just kind of completely disconnecting from everything and everyone. Yep. And I think what was happening is, is it was forcing me to engage with other people in the environment, which is I normally associate with me time. Yep. And it was like, it's like it was almost like I had no personal space then, and that sounds really weird, but that's kind of what it felt like. It's like this is n- not like this means so much to me when I'm in the gym and I exercise that when I was trying to train other people, and and people that don't go to the gym need the motivation and things like that. And I think for me it was like I found it really difficult to, and again I just probably needed to learn to empathize more. Yeah, but I found it difficult to to bridge that gap between like. I know what it's like to be at the beginning, but like I'm here now and like to me, this is everything. And for you, I'm having to like drag you kicking and screaming. I've gotten, I had, I basically had no time for people that didn't really want to be there themselves. I thought if you don't want to be here, you can fuck off because <laughs> like. No, I know. So. Yeah, I know. And I think that's super interesting. <laughs> uh, but it, it took you to go through that path to really understand that. Mm, and I think yeah. the point to make right now is Let's just take Lee as an example. So we know Lee really well. Lee's yep. a heating engineer, an amazing one, has a great business, but it feels like with this question he's asking is, let's just presume that Lee doesn't want to do heating for the rest mm-hmm. of his life. What he's really asking is, how do I get out of this space and start a new business? And I think there's two things to, to drill in here. So firstly, it's don't try and jump from A to Z without doing the work in between. I think there's a lot of work that can be done where you run two things in parallel. And this is the only advice I can give because this is what I Mm. did. So I wanted to become an entrepreneur. I wanted to run my own business and I strategically planned my way out of my day job. So I was an area sales manager. I knew 18 months before I was leaving that I was going to leave and start my own thing. So I think everyone needs to understand that this isn't a overnight switch you need to make and you need to instill some patience into this, but also get a strategy around it. So there's two things. One, you need to try and identify a potential business that you want to walk into. And I know this is the problem that everyone has, but every single person that I know has ideas. The problem is, is not many people take action on those ideas Mm -hmm. or those people that take action too fast without planning fail and they end up back in their day job or they've got too many liabilities in their life to take a big risk. And I know Lee, Lee's got a family, Mm -hmm. he's he's got a mortgage, he's got kids. He can't all of a sudden stop what he's doing and start a new business. So two things, one, get a plan. Sorry, one step back, get an idea and then plan it out. Enjoy doing what you're doing and having the comfort of having a day job and use the time on the sides where you're not watching Netflix, not doing whatever you do at the Mm -hmm. weekend and use that time to actually work on the business. As long as every waking hour you're taking one step towards doing something you want to do while your day job still pays your bills, there's no downside because two things are gonna happen. One, you're gonna win, you're gonna find something 
or you're going to learn and you're going to learn why that business didn't work and there's a tool set that we can give you and this show is probably getting to the point now where mm. it's 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 a full episode because the next part of this will give you a strategy of actually how to think about your plans so the idea is very simple look around you and work out what business you want to make what business that you think should exist that doesn't then go through the exercise of using something called the business model canvas which will no one likes to write a business plan but i actually really like the business model canvas because it's a very light touch way of validating a business idea mm. and as soon as you've got that it's like a muscle mate like you're talking to the gym as soon as you start getting on the treadmill and just increasing the speed a little bit and going through this ideation stage planning you start to see opportunities left right and center and i think that's why i naturally skip this step as you said at the beginning because once you start to think about this and you understand the mechanics of business revenue mm. streams partnerships what you can do everything looks like an opportunity okay. so i actually think that's not the problem once you've got this idea muscle going what you have to make sure is that you don't have an idea, jump balls deep into it, and then go, oh, that didn't work. Then you'll end up being a heating engineer for the rest of your life when you don't want to be because mm. you didn't do the legwork now. It shouldn't be a wake up today, quit my job, and I want to start a business. If you're in a position where, you're in, where you've got an income and you need it, mm. you're so lucky. Use that time that you've got outside of work to start working on your next project see if it can become a business run the two in tandem it's going to be hard work but trust me it's not going to get any fucking easier when you own your own business mm. it's just going to get harder run the two in tandem go through the the business model canvas then set some goals in theory you should have a day job and a side job and then when the side job earns you enough money that you quit your day job then you exit that's that's how I do it and that's not what people want to hear sadly they want to hear the how do I make a product put online it builds me passive income yeah. to pull it back full circle no I think I think we've kind of covered that though so if you if you're in a if you're in a a position where you do something you enjoy uh, but obviously you're doing a nine to five and you kind of want to break that mold you need to try and find something that's that's an add-on to the to the thing that you're already doing uh, from from my understanding of what you're saying then is this bi business model canvas mm -hmm is once you kind of understand that approach and technique, then you can almost apply this to different things or you'll be able to see opportunity in more areas. 100%. And I think the same feeling that happens when everyone in the UK watches Dragon's Den, mm. you watch the Dragon's Den <laughs> and you think, you, you, you naturally come up with more ideas mm. or you naturally pick that business's uh, plan apart. All of a sudden you're a CEO when you're watching that yeah. show. You're looking at it, that's not gonna fucking work because of A, B and C. <laughs> when you go through this exercise of the business model canvas, you start to see that every day. So imagine if you had the Dragon's Den on play in your head all the time, mm. you start to see businesses and you go, well, if they did this, it would be better because of this. And you go, oh shit, that's a business. And it doesn't necessarily mean you've got to invent the wheel every mm. time. Loads of businesses are just incremental increases of things that already exist. So once you've got this thing going, this understanding of how the mechanics of business work, how you could grow it, build partnerships, revenue streams, cost impacts, this is all the stuff in the, mm. in the business model canvas. Once you go through all that exercise, everything looks like an opportunity. Then the real hard problem is, what do you do? You'll have 10 ideas, you have to pick one. That's the real mm. problem that an entrepreneur faces. Yeah, because I guess people, because the, the uneducated, myself included, probably you see a product and think, well, they sell millions of those, so you, you must be a millionaire. But obviously, when you actually take into consideration, depending on what the product is, production costs, manufacturing, 
um, man hours, whatever, whatever it is, there's, there's a lot more involved. But if you can do those calculations on the fly because you've yeah. built this and you've got you to learn, you've got to educate yourself of what are the mechanics, what are the cogs in a business that make this thing work. Like you'll start dissecting other businesses. You'll then become obsessed with the business behind it, the mechanics. Uh, and then once you know that, you can look at everything and go, is there an opportunity here? Run it through your process, run it through the canvas. And if you believe using your skill sets, your experience and your knowledge that you can add more value to your customers, then you've got a business on your hands. I feel like we've pulled it. Like I it. think we're there. What we'll do is we'll we'll wrap this episode up yep. and we'll continue this conversation on Friday for the business model canvas. So I'm going to jump in there. Sure, jump in. Jump because on. I'm using the Friday. I've got a Friday episode where we we're reviewing last week. So this will actually be a follow-up next Monday. So next Monday. This time next week. Yes, mate. They'll be listening to the business model canvas. Guys, Lee and anyone else that's had that same question, hopefully that's kind of covered a few of the um, common issues, questions that you have on this kind of topic. If you've got any questions on what we've spoke about, uh, or if you're super excited to hear about the business model canvas, email us questions at startupdiary.club or join us over in the club over on Facebook. Just search Startup Diary Club. Plenty of conversation going on in there. And if you've got this far in the episode, guys, and you are new to the podcast, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Mm -hmm. We drop a show Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and this is about building a community and helping you do more. Speak to you soon. I'm trying to take away is you don't all you yeah. want to do but you know you want to run a business you know you want some extra cash some cashish yeah you want the car to be feel, parked against the pavement is that alright you there you go cool 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 you want you want a side business to earn you some money I know the theory behind parallel parking mm -hmm. but in practicality we, we I end this up one back slinging up. the back <laughs> wheel over the curb right hand cool. down when you hit the B frame the what? The B frame. There's a frame in a car called the B frame. It's the center. Do you know where the where the driver's door mm. handle basically is? That frame. It's the B frame. When you're parallel parking, you meant to put one hand all the way down. Like, yeah. To to. But for the, how long? Because what you, you what you're saying is full lock it. Agree. You, you full lock it until you're like 45 degrees, and then it, then it needs to go straight, the and then plays. you go back. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, business, business is like parallel parking.